Good morning. I'm going to just pray and then we'll get into our message this morning. Actually, you've already heard the message, but we're going to just say it again, hopefully in a polite, kind way. So, Father God, we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your love once again, Father. We just thank you that you're already and you have been speaking to our hearts. So, Father God, again, give us ears to hear and hearts to receive the word. Lord, because your, words, your word says that if we receive your word, Lord, it produces fruit in our lives. And Father God, you have an, a, a rich fruit that you're wanting to be produced out of us as individuals, out of us as a corporate body. And we just thank you and we praise you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody, again. It's good to be here in our nice, cool AC after being um, in the heat yesterday. It's nice to be in a cool place. Um, so today, uh, we're going to take a test. How, anybody ready for a test? Anybody study? Do you study for the test? All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. We're going to take the rest test today. The rest test. The rest test, which is kind of funny. It's kind of a play on words. Pastor Virginia uh, made a statement a long time ago that life is not a test. It is a rest. But here, I'm mixing it up a little bit because in order to know if you're in rest, you might need to take a test. So that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be looking at some scriptures and just kind of evaluating, and we're not going to be making anything public. We're not going to be handing out papers. Um, no check boxes today, but I do have a few questions for you to ponder. Uh, but then, this is an open book test. So after we take our test, no matter what you've made, we're going to go through the answers and how to um, pass the rest test. So... Learning how to live in the rest of God. So when I say rest, what comes to mind? What comes to mind? Anybody want to share? Sleep? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I felt really bad for our Sunday school teacher this morning because I kept yawning. <laughs> like this morning, um, I had a job to do. Normally, I like just, Callan gets up early, and so I get up with him, you know, and so... He doesn't want to be alone out in the front room, so I go up and get up with him. And I usually just go back to bed on the couch. And I wasn't able to do that because we had a job to do that I had to do while it was still cool in the morning. So I wasn't able to do get my, my few more minutes of shut-eye before everything this morning. So I'm blaming it on that today. But anyway, so you think of sleep. Anything else? What does somebody else think of? Anything? Taking a break, an easy chair. There we go. Those are good. I just gave us some images this morning to uh, kind of take us to another place. So uh, I just came back from vacation. So when I think of rest, I think of getting away and taking a break. And so I was thinking, where would I want to go? <laughs> and so I found a few pictures. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to a quiet lake and just, you know, I, uh, um, we had a cabin in Alaska and it had a dock. It, wasn't, it didn't look like that at all. But, but, it, but the water, when it was still sometimes, you know, and I would just go out and I would just go sit and watch the still water. And I just, just really enjoyed that place. So some people might want to go to a cool forest. Here, forests are kind of not very friendly, though, because there's ticks and chiggers. But in other parts of the world, there's, you know, it's not so scary. 
I, again, I used to live on the West Coast, and they, they did have snakes in California and stuff, but it was still, you could go to the forest, and it was a nice school place. Um, maybe the mountains. Anybody likes to go to the mountains to rest and get away? Yes, that's where we went. Yeah, Callan's raising his hand. You, I'm surprised you don't have both hands up, Callan. Um, but thank you for those times that we get to, to get away and rest. Um, but let's take a few moments to look at what the Bible has to say about rest. We're only going to take one scripture this morning. Sometimes I like to just load us down with a lot of scripture. But today we're going to just take a few verses and we're going to just spend the whole morning in just three. So if you want to get your Bibles out, you can just turn to Matthew 11. You can, you can go ahead and advance the slide. Thank you. So um, it doesn't all fit on one slide, so I apologize for that. But um, I like it big so I can see it. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't leave it small. I leave it big. But anyway, so Matthew chapter 11, probably very familiar verses, verses 28 through 30. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me. Have we heard that this morning already? See, the Lord is speaking. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm going to just read that again. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There are, there's so much in these verses. We could actually spend a really long time in them. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, how many of us have ever heard that scripture? Yeah, very common. Lots of times you hear sermons and stuff and messages on it. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful scripture. The Lord has often used that scripture to speak to me. Um, today we're going to work through these verses. I, I'm just not doing anything like I normally do. I, you know, some of you might be surprised that we didn't turn to Genesis today. <laughs> Pastor Virginia's laughing because I always, almost, always start in Genesis. Um, and I normally, when I teach the scripture, I might go from the beginning and work piece by piece, you know, kind of like, well, I don't remember what, there's a denomination, they just take the Bible one verse at a time and go through it over and over. Um, but we're not going to do that. I just felt that the Lord wanted me to take a little bit different direction. So we're going to kind of jump in the middle here. We're going to start with this phrase, and you will find rest for your souls. And the reason I believe the Lord want us, wanted us to start here is because most of the time, I know for myself, can't speak for anybody else, but when we go through the scriptures like what we just read, we just kind of go through it. You know, and if I'm feeling weary, if I'm feeling burdened, if I'm heavy laden, I go to that scripture, but I never really stop and think, what does rest for our souls look like? What does that look like? Usually, when I go to Matthew 11, 28, 29, and 30, because things are going, Wah! and I'm just like, Lord, help. And he always does, and he's very gracious too, but I never stop and take the time to see everything these verses are saying or to understand everything that the Lord is offering to us. I just want an immediate 
lifting of the load, someone to help, a bill to be paid, and then I go right back to the rat race. Okay, I'm good, Lord. I'm good, Lord. Thank you for picking me up on my bike and getting me stood back up and pushing me, and off I'm going. And, and we just keep going and going and going and running and running and running and running. And do we really know what it means to walk or live and rest? Hmm. Because I didn't. So, Lord, you know, some of us may have heard the teaching about our soul, and there's, well, I probably did have time to go through that this morning, but I didn't, so I'm just going to just kind of explain. Um, if you go through the scriptures and you look at what is associated with the soul, especially in the New Testament, you'll find three things associated with soul, or coming out of your soul, or being related to your soul. And so, and again, I apologize for not being able to go through that whole teaching if you, Kenneth Hagin does a great teaching on it. Um, but you'll find that it's associated with your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Just to kind of explain it in case there's somebody who's never heard this teaching before, your soul is your connection between your body or your earth suit and your spirit, which has the life of God in it, if you're a believer. So we're actually body, soul, and spirit. There's the whole picture of a whole man, body, soul, and spirit. The soul is what connects our physical body, or our earth suit, which allows us to remain here on planet Earth. If you know that if you poke a hole, enough holes in your earth suit, what happens? <laughs> you don't get to stay here anymore. You've got to have it. And it has to be working enough to keep you here. If you don't have it, you know, Scripture says, if you're absent from your body, you're present with uh, as a believer. So, so again, so we're back to, the, back to the soul, this connection between our spirits and our, our body. But we're going to concentrate on the function of it, our mind, our will, and our emotion. So we're going to look at this morning for just a few moments, what does it mean to have a mind at rest. Does that just mean we sit and watch TV for hour after hour? <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's take a look at it. Rest for your mind. Rest for your will. Rest for your emotions. All right. So thank you for advancing it. So let's take a look at this first one. Uh, rest for our minds. We know that our minds, we use them to think, right? We have thoughts. And so we're busy thinking thoughts with our mind. Rest for your mind. So life happens, problems come, and... The next thing we have to try to do when we're dealing with a problem, we often search and try to find an answer in our minds. Okay? Simple problem. I'll throw it out. Two plus two equal four. Our little minds go, you know, and if we've gone to school, we've learned these things. 
unless we're doing common core math, but we won't go there. <laughs> sorry, that was a really low blow, sorry. Um, uh, so, and most of the time when we're dealing with life situations, I'm hungry, my mind goes, what's in the refrigerator, right? And we think thoughts, and we get up, use our body, we get up and we go figure out what we can have for a snack. Um, but sometimes life brings us problems where the answers are not in our mind. Or life brings us problems, and yes, we can come up with an answer in our mind, but there's a better way, and that's what we're going to be looking at today. So, case in point, um, this week has been an interesting week. You've often heard the thing about patience. If you want patience, do not pray for patience, you know. Um, so here I am studying and preparing for my message for rest. It's Sunday morning. It's last week. Beautiful morning. It's nice and cool. We've, Callan has got up early like he normally does. I'm out sitting on the couch and I'm working on my message. And the next thing that happens is our internet stops. And so, problem, right? A little in my brain is like, okay, I go restart the router. Well, I tried a lot of different things, and none of them worked, okay? So, obviously, it's like, okay, this problem is either with our equipment or with our service. Our particular internet service provider, and I will not name names during the message, but if you want to come to me afterwards, I will name names. No, I'm just teasing. Um, they have on their website where you can see if there's an outage. So, did I check? Oh, nope, no outage. It's got to be a problem on our side. Well, anyway, so instead of making and working on my message on rest, my little brain is going, you know, I'm on the phone, going, you know, they're making me do the same stuff I already just did. And instead of working on my message on rest, I'm spending time doing all this stuff. Anybody ever done that? <laughs> <laughs> it probably didn't, uh, anyway. So, the family, our family <clears throat> is very connected. We're, yes, we love each other, we're connected that way, but we're also connected to the internet. And I don't think I realized how much until that morning, because you know, normally we have problems, but maybe we're not all there together, or, or it's the evening. But that time of the day, Callan's got his tablet. He's supposed to be, you know, he watches his videos, he watches. Jody has these uh, bears that she likes to watch on TV, and we're like, oh, we can't see what the bears are doing. And, um, and I wanted to work on my message, and I couldn't save it. Because I was working on my computer, I, I do it in Google, I'm in the cloud, and the cloud's not connected. So none of us were able to do what we normally would have done that morning. Anyway, so rest for your mind. When we have problems, our natural response is to go through and try to figure out a solution. Okay, go ahead. And when we have bigger problems, like the other thing that happened this week. <laughs> so Callan and I were fishing. This, this all this week <laughs> when I'm supposed to be preparing for rest. The message by this point is done. So it's like, okay, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me to stay in rest. We're at the lake at Crystal Beach. He loves to fish. And so we're there. And we're done fishing. 
coming back to the car, it's 104, 105, we're hot, you know, looking forward to getting home, it's almost dinner time, and you turn the key, and it goes click, 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 and the gauges go, you know, and I'm like, oh, great. It's like, I, you know, it's so hot, all I can picture is everything under the hood is just melted together, you know. Um, and so it's a problem. Life, circumstances, come. Right? I had this kind of a week. I bet that every single person in here could give us, by the time we could have a phone book full of life. And it comes, and it comes, and it comes, and it never stops. And sometimes those decisions are really big, like a parent who is physically like needing more care, and it's like, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? And that's what I have written on the screen. The enemy loves to come and push us into a place of fret or worry. What, you know, car doesn't start. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Your, your loved one's in the hospital. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? How are you going to get to work, and how are you going to go be at the hospital? What are you going to do? 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 So we have a choice. We can keep going through our little brains and trying to find the answer. You know, well, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could do that. I could try to, you know, with the car. We open the hood. Gallon's like, I want to see what's going on. So, okay, fine, you know. Are you going to call a tow truck? You know, if there's endless money, no problem. Who cares, you know, right? Thankfully, we have one of those policies where it's covered, and they come take care of it, and it's just already covered with our policies. So that was like, okay, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> Calvary's coming, you know. But then we called them at 4.30. We've done this before. Left the vehicle, went home, had dinner. I can't remember. It was a Wednesday night. So I'm supposed to lead prayer, so we're already on this side of town. After prayer, we're like, well, maybe we better check to go see if they got the Well, oh, no, no, that wasn't the right order. So I can't remember. I hadn't heard from them, so I thought I'd better call and ask. So at about 6 o'clock, so it's dinner time, prayer starts at 6.30. So it's 6 o'clock. I think, well, I haven't heard from them. Normally, they, she said she was going to send a link so that I could you know, know what was going on. Well, I didn't hear anything, so I went ahead and called at 6, and they um, took our information all over again. So Jody's, at the same time as I'm calling our insurance company, well, I will leave unnamed, um, they, uh, Jody gets on the phone with a, just a, I don't know if it was a random tow truck company, she just calls one and said, hey, did you get a call about picking up a car at Crystal Beach? She said, yeah, I did, but then I never heard back from them. You know, so we're like, okay, so I just finish, and we go through again to try to get the car moved. And so then we come to prayer, try to stay in rest. It's like, thank you, Lord, you've got this. And then we, um, afterwards, we went by and checked to see if the car was gone at Crystal Beach because we're just already on this side of town, and it was gone. So it's like, oh, thank you, Lord. And we, we just got home. And at 9 o'clock at night, they call, said, they can't find your car. But again, think of what could have been. Callan and I could have gotten in that car, and we could have just gone home, and it could have just been a regular day, right? But instead, there's situation after situation after situation, and 
it's a challenge. It's a challenge to stay in rest. It's not easy. It takes work because our brains are wired and trained that when a problem comes, okay, let me Google it, right? Nowadays, used to be we might call somebody, but now we, for the most part, I mean, maybe some people still call somebody, but so, but when you go there and constantly ask that question, and sometimes those answers are not going to be in your head. Yes, there's choices. There's always going to be choices. There's always going to be things that you can do. We could have bought a new battery. We could have tried that. We could have done a lot of different things. There's always choices. All right, well, let's go on, though. So if you've ever heard that question, what are you going to do now? Um, it, it comes, right? That and other questions bombard us and will cause us to lose our peace and get out of rest. Even after we knew the car was good, I had a challenge not to lose my peace when they called me at 9.15, 9.30 at night. I didn't want to raise my voice and say, you know. It's easy to growl and to lose your peace when it's really obvious that the situation's pretty messed up on their end. Same thing with the internet provider, that they don't know whether they have an outage or not in our area. Back to that story, the outage was on their end. And, and Jody somehow gets texts. And so, like, two hours after we were trying to fix our problem, they say, oh, the outage in your area will be fixed at such and such time. It's like, couldn't you tell us when it happens instead of after it's all over? Anyway. <clears throat> all right. But again, rest. And the reason I share those situations is because it's real, right? Life is real. But rest is real, too. Rest can be real, too. All right. So the enemy wants us to move, it up, move us out of that place of rest. So that was rest for our minds. And there's, I'm sure we could spend a lot more time on that. But we're going to just kind of move on. We've got to get to our test, right? You guys excited to take a test this morning? Rest for your will. What does that look like? Will. Um, I, I know it's on the next slide. I've got these slides in a little bit backwards order, but I never went back to fix it. But um, rest for your will. Your will, the easiest way I know how to explain what the function or purpose of the will is, is to call it your chooser. Your soul is your thinker, your chooser, and your feeler. We'll get to that in a little bit. Your thinker, your chooser, and your feeler. So how many have difficulty making choices? It's a matter of your soul. And our soul, you've got your mind, your will, and your emotions. You have a decision. How many have ever thought, what should I do? Or asked yourself, how do I feel about this decision? Those are all soul, all soul. Um, so go back to the slide before, though. And we, in our society, we're taught about willpower, right? There is strength of will. Like when you choose to do the right thing, even though it doesn't 
go well or easy. So, so we hear about willpower. How many people have ever, ever tried to quit smoking just by strength of their will? Okay? I mean, so you, you, we know these terms. We hear these terms. There, and there is a strength. There is a force of will. Um, but again, whenever any of these areas gets out of balance, there's a problem. Okay? So... All right? So you use your will to ch- make choices. And if you... Go ahead. You can go on to the next slide. So um, if you are trying to change a spiritual problem... I'm going to say this again. If you are trying to change a spiritual problem by the strength of your will... You are wasting your time. I'm going to go back to a story that I know I've told before, so I know I'm repeating myself, and I'm using it on purpose because you can look at these situations the same way from different directions. I've told a story about how I lived in California, and I didn't have a whole lot of money, and I was basically living in poverty and had a poverty mindset. But I felt that if I could just work harder... I'll get more money, right? No comment from the crowd. (laughs) Because we're taught that. Go to school, work harder, work harder, work harder, and there'll be rewards, right? And that's true as a principle. But when I went to, well, I wasn't even going to the Lord necessary about my poverty situation, but when the Lord dealt with the situation, he did not point out that I needed to work harder. He pointed out, you guys remember the story where I said that I worked for the Boys and Girls Club. They got donations. Those donations were stored in an attic. They were brought to my little door. I carried them upstairs. I put them in the attic. I knew what they were, but most everybody else didn't. And they were donated for a fundraising auction, and sometimes they chose to put those items on auction if they had a lot of value, and sometimes they just left them in the attic. And sometimes they were used for the kids. It was a boys and girls club, so it's a nonprofit for kids. And so um, there were three keyboards in the attic, and so I thought, well, I should take one home. I could use it to worship. Praise the Lord. And I took it with me, and we practiced worship as the worship team. (laughs) But was that keyboard mine? Okay, is that a problem? Was I deceived? The Lord did not say, Sean, you need to get a... I was working part-time. He did not say you need to get a full-time job. He said you need to deal with your heart that thought it was okay to take what wasn't yours. And he shared the scripture with me. I was reading just in Romans, and it says, provide things honest in the sight of all men. And that's immediately this picture that I saw. So, I'm, you know, and again, I know that I'm just kind of racing through this stuff, but when we have situations that come up in our life, they are not always rooted in natural things. I need more money. 
there may be another reason other than just you're not working hard enough or you don't have a job. The enemy loves to entangle us with all kinds of, we talked about last time, the wrong ideas and wrong thinking. And, and in this, it's related. But if you are trying to solve a spiritual problem, whether it's in the physical realm, the financial realm, relationships, whole nother message in itself. I don't want to go too far because it could take a long time. It's not going to work. You got you to deal with the spiritual. And I know I'm not going into a whole lot of things, but God knows. That's what we got to get to the, the, the answer. All right, moving on. All right, so how, so the will is your chooser. Are you in a constant turmoil over choices and decisions? That used to be me. Anybody ever know the scripture that's in James that says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways? That was me. If I had one person that wanted me to go do this and another person that wanted me to go do that at the same time, because ah, I wanted to please them both and there was no way. And I was a wreck. And, and that's no fun. And that's definitely not rest. So I think you guys got the point, so we'll move on. Rest for your emotions. I think this one we're a lot more familiar with because we are wired this way. Again, your soul is your thinker, your chooser, and your feeler. This is the feeling part, your emotions. How many are familiar with the emotions of worry, fear, anger, stress, right? We're all familiar with them. Sometimes we can have them in a minute. <laughs> Sometimes it can, may take a day, um, but they're very common, right? How would you like to have some rest in this area of your life? Constantly angry, constantly worried, constantly stressed, constantly afraid. That's not rest, folks. Do you know that our society pushes us to that pace? Because if they can convince you that if you take this pill to help you rest, they can sell. So we live in a society that pushes these, pushes these buttons in the hopes that you'll buy these products, even out of emotion. Whole other subject, but we better move on. Rest for your emotions. Rest for your mind. Rest for your soul. Rest for your emotions. All right. So now that we've had some introduction, we're going to look at one more thing before we take our test. Anybody still want to take the test? We'll go through it quick. All right. Uh, so the last verse, Matthew eleven thirty, it says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Go ahead. Do you feel burdened? Do you feel weighed down, weary? I remember, I, again, I was in California. It's just a single person. And I was uh, complaining to the Lord. I journaled. As, you know, I didn't know Pastor Virginia then, but I was, I was obedient to journal every day. And I used to journal over and over. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And then... <clears throat> Again, as Pastor Virginia will teach you, when you journal, sometimes the Lord can get a word in edgewise. <laughs> and he said, you're in control of your time. That can be a big ouch. 
I already, I already shared that little tidbit that I like to please people. And so if somebody said, Sean, can you do this for me? Yeah. Sean, can you do this for the church? Sure. I, I've shared before that I, I mowed the church lawn. I was the church treasurer. I taught the, church, the adult Sunday school. I led worship. I didn't always have to lead prayer, but a lot of times I did. You know, I, you know <laughs> get the picture? <clears throat> the, there are people that like you if you are a people pleaser because you lighten their load. <laughs> but if you get out of balance yourself, that's not rest. You have to know where that balance is. Anyway, all right. So this is the other thing. If you're carrying something in your soul that needs to be turned over to the Lord, cast your care upon the Lord for he, easier said than done. But there's a place, uh, I remember I, I shared this the other day, but I was at a prayer conference, again, out in California, and um, just amazing powerful prayer leaders were, were leading this little small group session. There's only six of us in the room, so there was nowhere to hide. And um, I remember just sitting there. I don't even know if I said anything, but I can't remember if it was the lady or the man, but they looked over at me and they said, you know, you need to quit carrying your prayer burdens in your soul. And I'm, you know, of course I'm young. I'm in my 20s or maybe 30 by that point. And I'm, I'm you know, it's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, but the Lord dealt with me later. And I then, you know, finally as I matured a little bit, I was able to see it in others. You can carry something in your soul. God didn't design you to carry it with your mind, always trying to figure out what the answer is. In your emotions, just stressing yourself. Oh, because the answers aren't there. God is a spirit, right? Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But unfortunately, as believers, we often are not taught necessarily how to walk in the spirit. Again, a whole nother message. Walking in the spirit. What does that look like? What does that mean? Is that just prophesying to people all day long or laying hands on people? Or is it learning how to live in the joy and the rest that Pastor Virginia was talking about when she gave her prophetic word? Walking on the foundation of his word. It's not as hard and as complicated as it is, but again, it's part of this message of making that transition from trying to carry everything in our souls, fix everything in our souls, worry about everything in our souls, and release it to the Lord. And we're getting there. I better really hurry. Callan said I had a certain time I had to finish by. <clears throat> All right. So let's move on. Are you ready for the test? I'm going to have to go through it fairly quickly so I can get to the good news at the end. So this isn't supposed to be a two-part message. Go ahead. All right, so question one, and we're going to just go through these. I think that I've spent enough time that, that we're going to get this without having to spend a whole lot of time on any of these. So you might not be in rest if your thoughts are racing day and night. And that can be day or night. Sometimes we're distracted during the day so things don't really bother us we think everything's okay until our head hits the pillow and bum, mine's going 100 miles an hour next oh no sorry you don't have to go no sorry I'm, i've missed the second one so is your mind constantly going searching for answers to problems uh, 
you've had for a really long time. And they still haven't been solved, no matter what your best efforts have been. Because people work really hard at these problems, whether it's trying to get out of debt, trying to quit smoking, getting out of addiction, whatever it might be. Next. Do you wake up in the middle of the night and start to think about your problems? And I still have to confess that I do that. And sometimes my dreams are about my problems. Uh, Sometimes it's a positive thing and sometimes it's a negative thing. Do you believe that if you just work a little harder, things will work out? Work is not always the answer. Did you know that the motto for the state of Oklahoma has to do with work being the answer to all problems? You live under that. That's a Selah. All right. Um, do you try to change habits by f the force of your willpower? Are you wearing yourself out trying to make the right choices? Not sure what to do, and so you wear yourself out. Um, are you emotionally exhausted all the time? And that's a toughie. But once you get there, it's, it's, a, it's not a good place. Emotional exhaustion is not fun. And um, yeah, it's not a good place. Do you feel that you just can't take any more? That life is unfair and everyone is just asking too much from you. Do you feel that life is crushing you? Go ahead. So that's the rest test, but I want to get to the answer, and I'm, I apologize for taking a little bit too long in the introduction, so, but we've we got to spend the right amount of time in the answer. You ready for the answers? It's not as complicated, and you've actually heard it. You've sung it all morning, and you've heard it. And prophetic word that Pastor Virginia gave is basically my message, this part of the message. There is hope. There is rest. And there is a way to walk in rest. So let's go back to these verses because the answer is in these same three verses. Again, it was Matthew 11, 28, 29, and 30. Let's go ahead. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Don't think harder. Don't stress harder or worry more or be afraid more. Come to him and he will give you. It's something he gives. It's something we have to receive. Come to me, all you who are weary laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. We're going to talk about that in a second. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Go ahead. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Okay? Opposite of what we talked about just a little bit ago. <clears throat> so the answer is, first of all, come. It's really easy, but sometimes... We can be wired that it's the last thing we do. You mean we have to pray about this? 
You're fine. You don't need to go tonight or today. You're good. Just, just stay and enjoy. Come to Jesus. You ever heard that expression, I'm going to have a come to Jesus meeting with that person? I don't know where that came from. It must be from some movie or somewhere, but because uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know where it came from, but I hear it and I'm like, when you hear it said that way, are you going to really want to go to the Jesus? Because they're going to straighten you out, you know? And it's like, but Jesus, it said in the verses that he's gentle. Catch that. There's a difference. His correction is going to be gentle. It's going to be humble. You know, I love the fact that Jesus walked this earth. He knows what it is. Even though it was thousands of years ago, life and people really aren't all that different with all our technological wonders. <clears throat> come to me. Come to Jesus. Come to him in humility, being willing to say, I need help. It's not always easy to do. We don't often like to do that with individuals that we know to admit that we need help. Yesterday, we had a situation where there was a person on his front porch, and can we call help for you? Oh, no. We wanted to call an ambulance, and he's like, no. <laughs> you know, I won't go into all the details, but he was, letting, he was willing to let us help him, but he wasn't willing to get any help outside of that except for a friend that he would call. You know, and, and we're like that. We're proud or independent. I can do it myself. I can fix this. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes we're not supposed to, and sometimes we don't have the wisdom that we need to, and we're going to have to go to him. And that's not a bad thing. All right, let's go on. So being willing to come to him. Next, it says in that scripture to take his yoke. So I want to go through here in a little bit. Um, when we are laboring on <clears throat> and carrying things he never intended for us to carry, life is hard. Very, very hard. This pictures a lot of different things. In my own life, it, looks like what I, it looked like what I just shared with you of how I had all these people who had all these things for me to do, and I had zero time for me. You know, I mean, that was before me time was a thing. Now, there, now there's me time, so everybody knows about me time. Um, but, you know, I didn't have any concept of that, and so there was no balance in my life. But that's one thing. But if I am doing something that is not his will for my life, it might not work. And we might be laboring really, really hard to try to make something work he never asked us to do. So that's why it's important to come to him to find out what is it that I'm supposed to be doing. What, is this even something I'm supposed to? Am I, I am breaking down over this, whatever this thing is. Is this even supposed to be in my life? And if he says no, oh. There we go. Problem solved. All right. So, but I want to talk a little bit about the yoke for a second. If you're not sure what that is or what that looks like, this is what it looks like. The yoke was a device that was invented to put the oxen, their oxen's little necks go in the little U's there. And then they would be able to pull a plow and do make farm work easier. This is before tractors but it increased agricultural production. So being able to yoke 
is a big deal. It really was a big deal. It was a huge technological advancement. Now, so there was a few ways these were used. One, you might have the bull on the one side, and the farmer, if he only had one, he might have to put himself on the other side to hold it up and help hold the, pull the plow. But I want to give a picture of something because as I was just meditating on this, thinking about this, the message was done, and I'm just thinking about this example. If you have both oxen, their heads are pointing the same way, right? They're going to pull together. Is that going to be a good thing? Is it going to pull well, right? Uh, what if you put one ox one way and one ox the other way? It doesn't work. Now, I want you to think about something. Jesus said, take whose yoke? God, if you'll just bless this job interview, just bless this job interview, God, just bless. I want this job so bad. I had a pastor friend that used to always ask me to pray for him. And it would always be, this is exactly what I want God to do. But I'm like, well, what if God doesn't want to do that? Most of us do not ask. And for the longest time in my own life, I did not ask God, what do you want me to do? Because I was afraid of the answer. I was afraid it was go to Africa. <laughs> Instead, it was go to Oklahoma. <laughs> but, um, but for the longest time, I was afraid to ask that question. And we, and that's how we get our lives so messed up is because we don't come to Jesus and just humility and say, God, what is it? What is it that you want me to do? All right. Well, we better move on. All right. So something to just think that if he's asked you to do something, somebody actually, I was in, I was uh, teaching in the Christian school and they're very generous. The parents were very generous. And they, I would get the, all these Christmas gifts, and I don't even know which parent and child it went together with. But somebody was listening to the Lord, and they gave me a plaque that if he's asked you to do it, he'll give you the grace to do it. And that's just a paraphrase. But, but that's the bottom idea that I'm trying to share here. If God is, if, if you have his yoke, and you're yoked with him, and you're going the same direction that he is, and you're not trying to go backwards when he's trying to go forward, causing you to go in circles. He's going to help you carry it. He's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the grace. He's going to give you the ability to do whatever it is that he's asked you to do. That's a huge place of rest right there. Because if he's carrying the yoke, is, am I the strong one or is he the strong one? It's him, right? I still got to do my part, and we always will have our part. We co-labor together with him. This isn't just, you know, you know, we've got our remote on the couch, and it's like, okay, God, fix this. I'm going to watch some more Netflix. You know, we have our part. We are going to have our part. Um, if we are carrying something he didn't ask us to carry, it's not going to be an easy road. I know I've said that before, but I keep mentioning it again. 
This last one, learn of him. And again, this is what Pastor Virginia was in her prophetic word. Taking that time. Because we can come to Jesus. Thanks, Jesus. That was great. We've got that figured out. And we can leave. Until we need his help again. And we come back to Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I've got this problem. And then after it's fixed, we like go. It's a whole nother matter. Jesus said that when we go into all the world, we should make what of all men? A disciple is somebody who learns. And Jesus desperately wants us to learn from him how to walk and rest. But as Pastor Virginia already shared in the prophetic word, it takes time. It takes time with him. But it is worth it. All I'm going to say is, how are things working for you? <laughs> if you don't have rest, how are things working for you? There is another way. That's all I'm saying. So, he will teach us what we need to know to successfully navigate this life. He's the one who unravels when it's a spiritual issue that we're trying to fix with our soul. If there's a spiritual route to a problem, he'll show us. He'll, he'll let us know what we need to do, what steps we need to do, take to break free. So that was come, take his yoke, learn of him. There was a lot of questions on the rest test. But there's only three things you need to remember for the answer. Come to Jesus, take his yoke, and learn of him. Come to Jesus, take his yoke, and learn of him. And that's something that we can all do today. It's not hard. All right, I think that might be it. Is there another slide? Nope. All right. Whew. All right, would you stand with me? Everybody survived the rest test? No comment. <laughs> it's okay. I knew this was going to be a challenging message, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to spend as much time on the, this, the answer, but most of us have been in church our whole lives and have heard the answer over and over and over. So we've all heard it before. We all know we're supposed to come to Jesus, right? Take his yoke, learn of him. So Father God, today we just thank you, Father, that there is hope. And so, Father, for anyone, including myself, who needs to walk in a greater measure of rest, Lord, now that we've seen what's available in you, that there is a place where we can have rest in our, not just in our body, not just in our spirit, but in our, actually in our soul, and our mind, and our will, and emotions, Lord, we just believe we receive, Father, today, that you, as we come, as we take that yoke, upon us as we learn of you that we are going to find rest for our souls just as you promised so lord today lord we just believe and receive father lord it's a journey it's a journey and so father god as we make this choice today to seek you and to seek that place of rest lord help us to continue in that place even as was as you challenged us with that prophetic word lord to keep coming to you to keep learning from you, to keep 
uh, walking as a way of life in that place of rest. And we just ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. So, Father God, I bless your people today, Lord, as they go. Father, let them have a great day. And, Lord, we praise you and thank you that rain and cooler weather is on the way. In Jesus' name.